Boston Celtics get a big third quarter from Jason Tatum, a big fourth quarter from Jalen Brown, and a big win over the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm talking about why this was a well-timed visit for Milwaukee right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device if you are a subscriber. So make sure you're subscribed. You can watch the show on YouTube and subscribe there as well and join a growing and fun Celtics community on the YouTube page. Thank you so much for making this your first listen every day, even on Christmas Day. Thank you so much for all of that. And uh, just being a part of uh, making, allowing me to be a part of your Celtics experience. I'm John Corrales. I played professional basketball once upon a time, a very long time ago, and uh, currently cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I've also written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. I'm here at the TD Garden, a quiet and empty TD Garden, but that was not the case a few hours ago as the Celtics beat the Milwaukee Bucks 139 to 118. On Christmas Day, a game that started off hot. The Celtics started off shooting very, very well. A game where the second quarter, the Milwaukee Bucks made a comeback and cut the lead to one at the half. And then Jason Tatum took over from that. And oh, as I, if you're watching on YouTube, you're seeing all the lights shut down behind me. Uh, but uh, Jason Tatum, big in the third quarter. Jalen Brown did the job in the fourth. And I think the story of this game is that the Celtics overcame adversity in this one. I think the the big, my big kind of takeaway from this is the Celtics came out shooting well. We've seen them come out shooting well. They've actually, in some of their more disappointing games, started out playing pretty well. But then they give up a run, and a run that was bigger than the run they started out on, and then it was kind of a dogfight the rest of the way, and it, it just it, it didn't look great. But in this one, they came out, they absorbed a punch from the Milwaukee Bucks. They uh, it was uh, Drew Holiday who, who had a big second quarter, nine points in the second quarter. Brooke Lopez had nine points in the second quarter. Uh, Pat Connaughton had had a big shooting night, but the Celtics were able to take that punch take kind of a disappointing second quarter, go into the half, and then come out and play really, really well. And Jason Tatum was part of that. Obviously, he scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. He got to the line. He attacked. But uh, it was it was that they answer to the adversity that Tatum did it by just attacking and getting to the free throw line and Everybody was making plays. Marcus Smart was setting up Jason Tatum. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of good passing, a lot of good defense, allowing the the, the Celtics to get out and run. They had twenty two, uh, was it twenty two points in the paint? 
22 points in the paint and they had 17 fast break points and they were able to uh, take advantage of Milwaukee in transition, which is a big, was a big emphasis. Joe Mazzula talked about doing the little things, doing all the little uh, detail oriented things to, to win these games, to, to get away from the prolonged slumps, to get away from the uh, runs that they were giving up. It was about defending, and the Celtics defended extraordinarily well. Giannis Antetokounmpo, I had a funny exchange with Missoula after the game where I was asking, uh, I started asking him about, hey, you guys were able to limit Giannis, and he looked at the, the box score. As soon as I said limit, he looked at the box score, and he said, yeah, limit. I'm not sure limit's the right word. He had 27, but he shot 9 of 22. He barely scored in the paint. He was taking a lot of jumpers. He got to the line 12 times. Okay, 8 of 12 from the line. That's okay. They uh, they largely held him away from his comfort zone. They were able to allow... Uh, they, they were able to kind of funnel him into jump shots. And I said before the game, I wrote uh, in my quick preview on Boston Sports Journal before the game, I said... He's. It's hard to get him to uh, not just live at the rim, but also it's a little bit easier this year because he's very willing to settle for jumpers. After the game, Joe Mazzula said, we have the personnel. We have the right personnel to to throw at him. And I think that's part of the, the reason why the Celtics are able to, to win these games uh, against Milwaukee, and it goes back to the playoffs. You have, uh, obviously, Al Horford, who played really, really well. Al Horford not only shot three of six from three, so five of ten against uh, Minnesota, three of six uh, against Milwaukee, so he's now back to 50% in his last two games shooting from three. Big buckets uh, in both of these games. So he not only has he regained the shooting touch, but here he is. You throw him at... Giannis, and he does a good job. Grant Williams, great job against Giannis. In fact, early in the game, I tweeted out something like, the Celtics will settle for Giannis fadeaway jumpers against Grant, even if he made them. They will settle if that's the shot that he's going to take. Because Giannis tried to back Grant down, and I saw him just hit Grant and then bounce off of Giannis is not the kind of guy that bounces off of other players. He pushes other players out of the way. But Grant stood his ground, had a good strong base. Giannis hit him in the sh- right in the square in the middle of the chest, and Grant didn't move. And Giannis just turned around and hit a fadeaway. Great, good shot. Giannis does not hit a lot of fadeaway jumpers. If Giannis takes fadeaway jumpers all game against you, there's a good chance you're going to win that game. You're going to win eight or nine out of 10 of those games. The other two are going to be aberration type shooting games from him. So Grant did a good job. Blake Griffin got some early minutes. He did a good job. I thought his minutes were actually pretty good. Uh, the, the Celtics were able to throw a lot of, just a lot of beef <laughs> at Giannis, and it kept them away from the paint. They did a really, really good job defensively. Uh, I thought the third quarter, uh, obviously it was Jason Tatum. The start of the fourth quarter, huge. The definition, and I bet you, if you're a regular listener, you know exactly what I'm going to say right now. 
the definition of clutch outside of the end of the fourth quarter, the last two minutes or the last four minutes of a close game, that Grant Williams three-pointer, beginning of the fourth quarter, this is where I thought the game swung. This is where the Celtics won this game. Beginning of the fourth quarter, Milwaukee comes out. They're down 14. Jason Tatum does a great job. It was a one-point game at halftime. They outscore Milwaukee by 13 in the third quarter. Tatum has 20. Awesome. Fourth quarter. Now, Tatum had played the entire second quarter, the entire third quarter, so he's got to sit. Beginning of the fourth quarter, they come out. Um, it was a, a layup. I don't know, Maybe Holiday had a layup or something. And then Brogdon, two turnovers. Joe Ingles hits a three-pointer. All of a sudden, 14-point lead down to nine. Here we go, right? Here we go. It's in our heads. Here we go. But instead, what happens is Jalen Brown comes down and calmly, ball works around. Jalen, fine. Instead of trying to do too much, Jalen hits Grant Williams in the corner. Clutch three-pointer. That three-pointer was huge because it stops the momentum. It stops a run. And all you can do in those situations is stop the run. Prevent a run from even forming. Then they come down. Jalen Brown, patient, draws the defense, lobs. Instead of going in and just trying to dunk on everybody, nice little lob. Robert Williams, five points come back. Milwaukee calls a timeout. By the way, side note, timeout didn't do a damn thing. We Let's be fair to Joe Missoula. Everybody wants to get on him for, for not calling timeouts in certain spots. Mike Budenholzer called a timeout after the Celtics answered the 5-0 run with their own 5-0 run. The Celtics came out and hit two more buckets after that and extended their lead to 19. So it's not always about calling the timeouts. Uh, I thought that was huge. The Celtics answered the adversity. Each time Milwaukee hit Boston, Boston hit back, which was a big deal. Uh, I'll get more into that, and then uh, including why this was just the right time. I asked Al Horford after the after the game, was this actually a well-timed visit by the Milwaukee Bucks? And he looked at me dead-eye, never seen him in this series. He goes, yes. I'll explain why that's the case when I come back. First, today's show is brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Got to tell you, I was a little surprised when Bet Online had Boston favored coming into the, the Christmas game. I mentioned to this to, to you last week. I was a little surprised, but they know what they're talking about. They had Boston installed as a favorite, and Boston came through in a big, big way. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. You know, it's football betting season. The playoffs for the the uh, NFL are are coming up soon. The everybody's jockeying for for positioning in the NFL. Bowl season, college bowl season is coming up. Uh, obviously, you have all of your basketball, college basketball to, to bet on as well. It's all over there at betonline.net. They even have sports podcasts, which we know that you love. You can go check those out as well. It's the fastest and easiest way to get all of your sports betting info. Head on over to betonline.net. You can get there on your mobile device. BetOnline is where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. How about making Lockdown NBA your second listen? Lockdown NBA, rotating hosts all week long. I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison from Lockdown Pelicans. I'm also going to make an appearance on this Monday show, which Jackson Gatlin hosts, and it's on Mondays, three hosts, three big stories from the NBA 
I'll be one of them. So check out the Monday edition of Lockdown NBA as well, wherever you got this Celtics podcast, wherever you got Lockdown Celtics, and also on YouTube. So I believe that this is actually a, it was good timing for the Celtics to face the Milwaukee Bucks. And you might think, why? Well, that, that's, uh, in the midst of all of the slumping, in the midst of the Celtics looking bad against Orlando and against Indiana for a long, you know, for at least the first half and kind of, I don't want to say struggling to beat Minnesota, but not beating Minnesota, it, you know, it was kind of like a gritty win. You have to gut that win out. So for the past couple of weeks, the Celtics have not looked good. And here come the Milwaukee Bucks. And maybe some people would think, oh, no. Oh, no. It's bad enough that they're, they're not playing well against Orlando and Indy. What are the Milwaukee Bucks going to do to Boston? Now, obviously, Milwaukee was, was has been struggling. Uh, they've been 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They didn't have Chris Middleton. So there's, there's that. But also, my reasoning, and I asked Al Horford about this after the game, I said, with all the things that you've been through and all of the struggles, was the timing of this game where you had to focus, and it's on national TV, so everybody gets up for a national TV game, and it's on Christmas, everybody gets up for the Christmas Day game, and it's against Milwaukee, a team that you know you barely beat in the, in the playoffs and is... Got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Was the timing actually good to get everybody to focus? And without hesitation, he looked at me and he goes, yes. And he just deadpanned. It wasn't like you got to know Al when he's answering a question. Because a lot of times he'll think about what he's going to say. What was, you know, okay, the question was this, and maybe I don't want to answer it. You can see that the wheels turning in his head and he goes, um, yeah, you know, and like he'll, he'll take a second to think about where he wants to steer his answer. But when I posed that, that question, he immediately said, yes. And I think that's telling because the, the Celtics, I think have suffered from a little bit of a lack of focus and a little bit of lack of you know, the discipline, we've talked about the little things that they have been able to do. And in this game, they did all the little things, really all the little things. They defended Giannis well. They stuck to that game plan. They kept Milwaukee off the boards. They they, they barely got uh, any offensive rebounds. Uh, they did a great job rebounding. Second chance points, Milwaukee, nine second chance points uh, for the, the Milwaukee Bucks. That's you give up nine second chance points to the Bucks. That's amazing. Celtics stuck to the details. They set good screens. They sprinted to their spots so they can space the floor properly. They did all the little tiny things that you need to do to win. They did them. So Al was like, "Yeah, man. When when these guys come in, you know you're facing Giannis. You know you're facing the Bucks. If you're not at a hundred percent focus." They will embarrass you. Now, the Celtics ended up winning this game by 21, and it got away from Milwaukee late in the fourth quarter. It's being framed as a blowout. The Celtics came in, and they blew out Milwaukee. And yeah, the Celtics put up 139 points. That's a big, big number. Uh, and they won by 21. That's it's a big point spread at the end. But let's not get it twisted. 
The, it was a one-point game at halftime, and yeah, it was a 14-game, 14 14-point 14 game at the at the uh, beginning of the fourth, but Milwaukee cut that to nine really quick. So this was not a, a runaway game. This wasn't a Celtics coming in and going, oh, watch this, and flexing and just knocking Milwaukee, you know, blowing them out of the water. That's not how this game went. If people are, if you're listening to this podcast and you didn't watch the game and you're just trying to get a, a feel of the flow, it was not a blowout of Milwaukee. They ended up with a 21 point lead and then a 21 point win. But I, I'm not going to sit here and say the Celtics dominated the Milwaukee Bucks at all. But they, they had to focus, they had to do all of those little things. And so when the Celtics have that focus and the Celtics, I think maybe, a, you know, learn some of the lessons from this little slump, you know, you take a little long view of what they have been through and you think, well, the, the, within the course of this slump, they have had positives. Okay, they the Warriors game was not great, but that was a close game, and in the Warriors pulled away. Um, the the Lakers game they blew a twenty point lead, but they came back and they won. Uh, the Orlando games, I know you're not going to think so, and and but Joe Mazzulla says, hey, we played, we had actually played great uh, in that. I think it was the second game against Orlando. He said we played, we did a lot of good things, and the shots didn't fall. Okay, fair. I'll 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 give you that. Didn't play good in, in the first half. Didn't play well in the first half of uh, the Indiana Pacers. I'm laughing at my own horrible grammar there. Uh, but the second half came back and, and nearly won it. And and hey, despite the Milwaukee, I mean the 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 Minnesota, maybe you should have won. Maybe it should have been a little bit easier. You still were able to grit through and find ways to win. Within all of the crap, there were things that were positive. Now, with the focus against Milwaukee, now you say, hey, here's ABC, here's ESPN, here's, you know, Doris Burke and, and everybody just, you know, in the, in the building and, and adding energy to the building. You got to perform against in front of, you know, those cameras. The Celtics were able to apply a lot of the lessons, say, hey, look, if we just stick with it, we can get through it. Stick with it after the second quarter. Stick with it after the 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 Joe Ingles three pointer. Stick with it and just keep doing those little things, and eventually everything will work out in your favor. Celtics come through with hey forty nine percent shooting from three. 50, what's that number? 59%. <laughs> Sorry, everybody on YouTube just got a nice view of the top of my shiny bald head as I look at the box score on the monitor over here. 59% shooting, 49% shooting from three, 80% from the line. Oh, uh, by the way, Jalen, Jalen Brown, the missed free throws, man. Two of six. That's the one complaint I got about this game. Jalen, man, you gotta, you gotta hit those free throws, man. The three free throws at the end, of the second quarter that really threatened, but Hey, I'll tell you what Jalen acquitted himself nicely at the end. And I think 
another huge takeaway here, especially Jalen. The, the stars came through with 70 combined points. 41 for Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown with 29. Jalen shot 11 of 19. Jason shot 14 of 22. Big shooting nights from both. Neither of them forced anything. I'll get into that when I come back. First, today's show is brought to you by the NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends, putting back a few drinks, and a few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end, people start to head out. You think about calling for a ride, but eh, you live nearby and you can make it home okay, so it's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, how about you lose your job, total your car, or you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. How about making Lockdown Sports today your second listen? It's all the big stories from across the sports world, every sport. If you want to be smart, you want to be the smart one around the water cooler, you check out Lockdown Sports today. 22 minutes, get you all caught up with the Lockdown. Local hosts and local experts, check it out wherever you got this podcast. Also on YouTube, I thought Jalen and Jason had great games. And my number one thing is they didn't force it. I thought they did a great job of letting the game come to them, playing within themselves. And that doesn't, it sounds like, oh, hey, look, it's sports cliche talk with John Corrales. No, playing within yourself and letting the game come to you. What does that mean? Letting the game come to you means not forcing it. Okay, what does the game want? And I, I wrote this after the game on Boston Sports Journal. We talk about trust a lot when it comes to the Celtics. We can talk about trust and trusting teammates, uh, but we never talk about trusting the game. We never talk about shutting your brain off. And, and, and Jalen was very honest in, in the post game saying a lot of times it's, it's me versus myself. And when I overthink things, I get into trouble. Like, yeah, yes. Thank you for admitting it. Because we've all seen it for a long time. When you overthink things, you get into trouble. When Jalen Brown reacts and lets the game come to him, brilliant basketball player, one of the best basketball players in the world. I mean, he's already one of the best basketball players in the world, but one of the best basketball players in the NBA. When he lets the game come to him, trust the game. The game will tell you what it needs. Brad Stevens said this uh, in his kind of uh, state of the union, state of the state of the season earlier, which I haven't really talked about, and I guess I'll get more into uh, in tomorrow's podcast when you know we're, we're kind of doing some assessments because that came in the midst of a lot of other stuff and before the last game, and I haven't really talked about that. But he mentioned this, and I think it's important to to kind of expand on that. 
The game will tell you what it needs. When you're out there and the defense is not giving you paths to the rim, or the defense is up on you, or the defense is playing off you, one of those three things, they will tell you, the game will tell you what it needs. And the Celtics, Tatum and Brown, did a great job of listening to the game as it told them, hey, what do we need from you right now? We need you to be a screen setter. We need you to be a floor spacer. We need you to let Jason, uh, we need you to let Marcus Smart run things or have a little stretch there where Malcolm Brogdon had a good stretch. Um, We need you to pass the ball and be facilitators. Early on, they just kind of let the game come to them. And because of everything that they were able to do early in the game, that opens things up for them later in the game. You can have a 41-point game without going for a 41-point game early. You can drop a 29-point game without going for a 29-point game early. Jalen's big scoring came later. Tatum's big scoring came in the third quarter. But early on, I thought Jalen was under control. He didn't let the, the, the moment get away, get away from him. He didn't let the moment uh, take him to a place where he was trying to do too much. There was a fast break. Uh, I forget. The Celtics got to stop. Goes out, I think, to Marcus. Marcus gets it up to Jason. Jason kicks it ahead to Jalen, and he's got two Milwaukee Bucks. And instead of just putting his head down and trying to dunk on both of them, which probably would have resulted in a turnover or an offensive foul or something like that. He slows down, gets past both of them, avoids both of them. Nice lamp. Nice, under control, beautifully done. Saw what was happening, let the game come to him. Oh, I'm not going to react. I'm not going to go in for the dunk here because the layup is just so much easier. Beautiful. Playing within themselves. How do you play within yourself? Don't do too much. Don't try to force things. Playing within yourself means I have these abilities. I'm not going to try to dribble and penetrate and get into the teeth of a defense that swarms to the rim and forces a lot of turnovers. They didn't do that. I thought Jason and Jalen settled that settled. I shouldn't use that word. They they took good mid-range shots when they were they saw that there was a drive. They took what Milwaukee gave them and they made the best of it. Okay, we're dri- we're going to let you drive. And Jason said, "No, no. I'm not going to I'm not going in there." And you got the corner kind of covered. I'm sitting here 15 feet away. I can make a 15-footer. Boom. Nice mid-range shot. Mid-range is not the devil. Mid-range is good if you can take it, step into it, and it's open. It's like a free throw. Nice in-rhythm shot. One, two, shoot. Boom. You're good. Good job playing within themselves there. And then Jason Tatum's big poster dunk on Giannis Antetokounmpo was a great example of letting the game come to him and not trying to do too much. And you think, well, what? He dunked on Giannis. What do you mean? How can, you not, how can that not be trying to do too much? 
He gets the ball at the three-point line, doesn't try to go crazy. He he gives it up to Marcus Smart. Give and go. Give it up. Once you give it up, heads turn. Naturally, heads turn. Bam! Cut to the basket. There goes Marcus Smart. Nice pass. Giannis has to rotate over, and Jason Tatum finishes. He just finishes with a dunk. He didn't try to do too much. He gave it up. He got it back. Beautiful. And the fourth quarter, Jalen Brown's fourth quarter, is the ultimate example of this. Because on each of the plays, the pass to Grant for the three and the alley-oop to Rob to answer Milwaukee's 5-0 run, those two, Jalen could have easily forced it. Easily could have forced it. But he didn't. He could have gone in and tried to finish it. Maybe he would have. But the lob to Rob was there. The kick out to Grant was there. Don't force it. How many times have we seen these guys get themselves into trouble by forcing it? And then how is Jalen Brown rewarded? Scores 10 straight points for the Celtics later in the quarter. He gets his shot later in the quarter. You don't have to go searching for it. You don't have to go forcing, saying, oh, geez, I, I only had, you know, 17 or whatever he had at that point. I got to score more points. No. Give it up. The game demands that you give it up in that moment. And he did. And he was rewarded. How many times have I said this? I said it last week. Play the right way and the right guys will get the right stats. These guys played the game the right way. And look at who got the right stats. Jason Tatum, 41 points. Jalen Brown, 29 points. And then Jason had five assists. Jalen had four assists. Nice distribution. Who had all the assists? Eight assists. Marcus Smart. He took four shots and zero three-pointers. The game did not demand. The game did not tell Marcus Smart that he needed to shoot. And he listened. Marcus Smart listened to the game. Zero three-pointers, eight assists. Beautiful game. By the way, congratulations to Marcus Smart, who announced his engagement after the game. Congratulations to you. Uh, that's, that's a very nice moment. Christmas here. And, uh, hey, great time. Great time to get engaged. But the game spoke to these guys, and they listened to it in this one. This is the best way I can put it. And that's how they should play. That's how they should play. Uh, Al Horford, like I said, was great. Derek White had his, you know, up and down, but he had good moments, and he shot two of three from three. That was huge. Um, Grant Williams, three of five from three. Look, the Celtics got their shooting touch back, which was nice. They did a great job. They got a big win. So now it's two in a row. They've won two in a row. If they continue to play like this, they will win more often than they lose. I'll be back tomorrow. Like I said, I think tomorrow we would be a good time to kind of revisit some of the stuff that Brad said, you know, because he had, he had a lot to say and, and I didn't parse any of that out uh, in either of the last two podcasts because each of the last two podcasts were post-game podcasts. So I will get back to the, the, the Brad Stevens comments because there is a lot to get to. So I'll save that for tomorrow's podcast, the Tuesday podcast. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. For everybody who was celebrating Christmas, I hope you had a great Christmas. If you were celebrating Hanukkah, you had a great, a great Hanukkah. Whatever holidays you may be celebrating, I hope you've enjoyed them. They were, they were fun with family and, and everything. 
Um, and I'm just thankful that you in- include me as part of it. If you, especially if you were playing the podcast for your family at any point during their visits uh, over the past couple of days. So thank you for that. I love it when you share the podcast. Tell your friends and family and everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.